Welcome to Striving for Revival with Justin Cooper, Assistant Pastor at North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California. This broadcast will challenge and encourage God's people to seek revival. We pray you'll be blessed as you listen to Striving for Revival. Welcome to the Striving for Revival radio broadcast. This is Pastor Justin Cooper coming to you today from the KNVBC studio at the North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California. My, what a privilege it is to have you join me for the broadcast today. What an honor is mine to take the King James Bible and to share with you some eternal truth from the Word of God. I'm excited today about going into a new book. We're going to transition from Colossians now into the book of First Thessalonians. We've been studying through these epistles of Paul, kind of going verse by verse, or at least verses by verses through the, cha- the, dip, the, the different chapters of these uh, New Testament local church epistles, these letters that Paul wrote. And today we'll begin in the book of First Thessalonians. Now, before we get to our text today, I want to remind you, as I often do, to visit helpfortoday.org. Help, the number four, today. Dot org, dot org, helpfortoday.org. This is a free resource put together by the faculty of our Bible College and the staff here at the North Valley Baptist Church. And this website is packed full of articles written and designed to be an encouragement and a help to your Christian life. You just go visit the website. You'll find that they're archived, they're categorized by topics, and just about anything you could ever want to know about, you'll find an article there on Help for Today. Now, there's another thing you can do, and I recommend this, and I do this. You can subscribe through the website to Help for Today's emails. All you do is when you go to the website, a pop-up box will appear. Type your email address in where it says subscribe, and hit subscribe. It's totally free. And this will put you on the free email list for Help for Today articles. The articles come in the morning, usually, at least for me, about 6 a.m., somewhere around there. I'll read my Bible, and then I'll take those articles from Help for Today and use those as devotions as, as uh, along with my Bible reading. People often ask for devotional material, and there are some good devotional books there out there, but once you read through them, you've read through them, and then you just cycle back through and back through. The thing with Help for Today, it's new every morning, and it doesn't cycle back through. And if you want to go back and read it again, go to the website. You can type it in and find it right there. And so visit helpfortoday.org, helpfortoday.org and sign up for that, and I tell you, you'll be glad that you did. It'll help you. As we all endeavor to grow in grace, and I don't know about you, but I want to know more about Jesus today than I did yesterday, and I want to walk with him more today than I did yesterday, and I want to have uh, the power of God on my life more today than I had it yesterday. I mean, I just want to grow. I don't want to stay the same, and I surely don't want to digress. All right, 1 Thessalonians chapter number 1. Now, we know Paul wrote the epistle. It starts with the word Paul. It says Paul and Silvanus and Timotheus, under the church of the Thessalonians, which is in God the Father and in the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, there's a very strong positional statement. This body of born-again believers, the church in Thessalonia, Thessalonica, rather, where it was in God and in Jesus Christ. Now, that's awesome, isn't it, to think about? Talk about eternal security. When you got saved, you got hid with Christ in God. You are in Christ. You are in God the Father. He says, peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. We give thanks to God always for you all, making mention of you in our prayers. You know, if you love people, you'll pray for them. 
That's right. If you really care about people, you'll pray for them. When you're thankful for individuals, you'll pray for them. And that's what Paul writes. We give thanks to God always for you. How do you know? Well, he said, I pray for you all the time. I wonder who's on your prayer list. Who have you prayed for today other than me, myself, and I? I mean, who are they? What names? What faces? What families? What people? What what situations, not pertaining directly to you, have you prayed for today because you're thankful for whoever that person is? You got to have some people on your prayer list that you're thankful for. Verse 3, remembering without ceasing your work of faith and labor of love, and patience of hope in our Lord Jesus Christ in the sight of God and our Father. I underline this phrase, remembering without ceasing your work of faith and labor of love. Now watch this, and patience. (laughs) Isn't that something? A work of faith and labor of love and patience. By the way, if you're going to do a work for God, you're going to have to learn to have patience. And it is a labor of love. And the Thessalonians, what they did is they were serving not out of Uh, have to but out of want to not simply out of obligation but because they had devotion and can i say that's the greatest kind of work now you ought to do right because you're supposed to but it's better to do right because you want to some people serve god like god is some giant taskmaster who wants to ribbon their back with his whip but it's much better to serve god because he's a loving caring heavenly father who's been better than good in your life and mine and we just love him so much we want to serve love ought to be the motivator Don't quit loving God. Don't stop loving God. Do what you do because you love him. Remembering without ceasing your work of faith and labor of love. Thank God for those who do that work of faith. I think about the bus workers. Wow, what a what a ministry. I'm talking about a ministry without much applause, without much accolade, without much recognition, without much kind of press any kind of prestige. But I tell you, more souls are reached for Christ, more differences made probably in the lives of the community through the bus ministry than any other ministry of our local church. That's a work of faith. It's a labor of love. That's a labor of love. You don't get many thank yous. You don't get uh, any kind of financial gain. You don't get much kind of earthly accolade or reward. But what a labor of love. I think about uh, missionaries. What a labor of love and a work of faith. Thank God for you missionaries on the mission field. You might be listening to me now, and you're on a mission field someplace, and you think nobody knows us, nobody knows where we're at. God knows all about it, and I might not know who you are, but I'm thankful that you're where you're at. And you're needed there. And you might not get your name on a flyer. You might not get to preach the big meeting, sir. You might not get uh, the renown, the popularity, or whatever else it might be that we think is success in the world. But can I say, God is not going to forget your labor of love. I think about Hebrews, the Bible talks about that. Uh, Our God, he doesn't forget those things. Remembering without ceasing your work of faith and labor of love. I think about you pastors out there laboring. Maybe you're pastoring a church, a small church in a a dying town on the backside of nowhere, and you feel like this is such a waste of time. I got about a handful of people here, one or two kids kind of straggle in on a Sunday morning. We teach them, my wife does, and then, you know, that's just how it is. But can I say, God will remember, and God knows all about it, and I'm thankful for you, and you keep doing what you're doing, and God bless you. Stay at it. Don't give in and don't give out. Just Stay with it, remembering without ceasing your work of faith and labor of love and patience. It takes patience to do a work. It takes patience to labor. It doesn't happen overnight. It doesn't even happen now throughout the week or a month. It takes decades. It takes years. It takes many days. It takes patience of hope in our Lord Jesus Christ. What motivates the labor of love, a work of faith, is the fact that we know Jesus is coming. That's right. He's coming any day now. If Jesus comes back today, I want to be found busy for him. If Jesus comes back tonight, I want to be in the will of God. If Jesus is going to return, man, you better believe it. I, I, I want to, I, I, I want to uh, uh, be in the trenches for 
the, the, the work of God. I, that's what I want to do. I want to serve the Lord. We give thanks to God always for you all, making mention of you in our prayers, remembering without ceasing your work of faith and labor of love and patience of hope in our Lord Jesus Christ in the sight of God and our Father. Thank God for workers. We'll look at verse number uh, four. Knowing, brethren, beloved, your election of God, for our gospel came not unto you in word only, but also in power. By the way, that makes the difference. And in the Holy Ghost, that is the source of power, and in much assurance. We don't need preachers in this generation that preach with doubt. And we don't need preachers in this generation that preach without power. We don't need preachers in this generation that are sort of on the fence about what they believe or about what they're preaching and aren't very absolute or settled on the truth, but they better be firm, fixed, and steadfast and settled on that message that God's given them to bring. And it needs to be delivered more than eloquently. It needs to be delivered powerfully. We need more than just crossing every T and dotting every I and perfect grammar. I mean, you know, you can take that and just throw it off to the side if that means you have to choose between that or power. I'd take the power of God any day of the week, and I think we ought to have both and you can but can i say the the preaching of the gospel needs to go forth in demonstration of the holy ghost and in power power makes the difference power trumps education power trumps eloquence power uh, trumps uh, uh um any kind of uh, uh, uh characteristic of, of an individual power it trumps it all my quick wit whatever it might be to be able to my ability to string sentences together that will not get the job done it will not penetrate the heart of man. We must have the power of God. And Paul says, when we preached the gospel to you in Thessalonica, we preached it with power. Where did the power come from, Paul? It didn't come from a book. It didn't come uh, from a seminar. It didn't come from a, a, a computer program. It came from the Holy Ghost. As you know, what manner of men we were among you for your sake. And here's what gave his message that extra thrust. His testimony did. Paul's testimony matched what he preached well we've gone through the first five verses of first thessalonians next broadcast will continue in this great chapter we'll do a little recap and go into chapter or verse number six and following make sure you tune back in for that and until then hey let's stay faithful do a work of faith and a labor of love today and keep on praying for revival this has been pastor justin cooper thank you for joining us today for striving for revival with justin cooper assistant pastor at north valley baptist church in santa clara california Listen at this time every weekday as we strive for revival.